0: go live got my stream yard. Ask the podcast coach for February 11th, 2023. Let's, Let's get ready, ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music. That means it's Saturday morning. It's time for ask the podcast coach where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the school of and uh, joining me over, over, oh, everything's backwards there, um, is the one and only Jim Cullison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings,
1: Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Happy Super Bowl weekend here in the United States and most around the world. A lot of folks watch the Super Bowl. Coming up on Sunday, I hope you have good plans and a good time.
0: Yeah, I, um, it's funny. I, uh, I turned 58 on Wednesday, which is weird. And my brother's like, "What do you want for like your birthday?" I go, "I'm already getting it. I'm spending Sunday with my brother watching the Super Bowl." I go, "It's not like I'm saving my allowance for that record." You know what I mean? I'm not nine any year anymore. I'm like, yeah. When when you uh, when you, you know, you get to a certain age and you want something, you, you go buy it. It's it's like so you know. Mm-hmm. I kind of mm-hmm. I go Chipotle card. I don't know something whatever you want, but uh, you know what would go good with Chipotle. A little coffee? A little coffee. Yeah, there we go. Oh, yeah. It's more of a little dribble this time, though. That coffee pour is brought to you by Mark over at PodcastBranding.co. If you need something to look good, if you need to make a good first impression, it is all right there. And if you're watching the video right now, you'll see a bunch of artwork scrolling by so you can see Mark's awesome work. And what's great about Mark is... Unlike, say, someone on Fiverr, Mark is going to sit down with you and listen to your show, find out kind of what the groove maybe of your show is, what the, the vibe is, so that your brand on your artwork or your PDF or your website is all in alignment with how you want your show to come across. Because, you know, after all, they do see you before they hear you. So if you have anything that you want to look good, it's super simple. Just go over to Podcast Branding co, and tell old Mark that uh, Dave and Jim sent you over there, and he'll say thanks at podcastbranding.co.
1: Coffee's always so good. Big, big thanks to our friend Dan LeFebvre, where they're based on a true story. Based on a true story, podcast.com, uh, his most recent episode, one night with the king. And so if you want to head out there, he's also doing the weekly. I mentioned this last week. He's also doing these weekly updates where it's like this week, these events happen and this little kind of a synopsis of them. So again, if you haven't need something to listen to, uh, Dan does a great job out there. Check it out based on a true story podcast.com.
0: Dan, thanks for your sponsorship. And one night with a king. Is that like an Elvis thing? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you very no. much. <laughs> no, I think it's a, I think it's Egyptian thing. Okay, I was just like, <laughs> <laughs> come on in. No, no, also, no. peanut butter banana sandwiches. <laughs> uh, that whole nine yards. Choking uh, uh, my leg. We're on Twitter Spaces uh, this morning. Just so if, actually, if, if you're new, based on based on the story of Esther. Sorry, just had uh, to get sorry. that right. Just had to get that right. Based you want people me. going I'm over there, going, best. "Where's the Elvis thing? Where's Elvis?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh yeah jay is noticing that uh i have a Streamyard shirt i have the duck the stream i always think it's ah, weird because ah. i still i still see the giant s as kind of a skype thing it is what it is but i got this at the Streamyard uh booth at uh Podfest. you so, met gauge right when you i, bl- you, I met you some said? tall young guy with black hair so yeah it was I kind of curly gauge. so yeah. um very nice guy Dating founders yep. yeah so
1: um, um Dave, we hold on before, before we go on, we did, let's, let's throw this out to the, the live audience anyways. Yeah. We, we, I was listening to your latest um, ask, or, uh school podcasting Yeah, and you were talking about pet peeves <clears throat> and you had people call in or you had people send in recordings for those. Yeah. And as I was listening, by the way, very good show. If you haven't, if you haven't listened to that, there's some, don't listen to it, it uh, for individual um, questions or individual pet peeves start listening for the trends in those pet peeves. And you kind of, you kind of cover that on the show. So it's a good, it's a good episode. If you missed it, you know, what number is that?
0: I am pulling it up as we speak. I I want to say eight, six, five. I should know this because what I do is when I'm (laughs) recording. Yeah. I, uh, I somehow saved the wrong number and I had to go Mm. back and change. I had to like punch myself in three times going school of podcasting, eight, six, five. It is eight, six, five. Hey, I guessed right. Okay. So eight six five if
1: you want to go and catch it. But w- what I was impressed with was the quality of the of the 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 pet peeves, the call-ins, the recordings. Oh. You, you you cater to a podcast audience, right? You cater to podcasters, so you get really good.
0: You know, you get really good call-ins. Do you have a caveat for that? I have some really good plugins as well. Oh yeah. Um. As somebody sent one in, and again, I'm not complaining. There's no shade here. Probably in a hurry, and they used what appeared to be the built-in microphone of their laptop cuz it was really boomy so i ran it through a thing called i think it's a acon digital deverberate that really helped oh. with that it is a tool that basically listens to the the audio and automatically eq's it mm. that was pretty cool because i get a lot of people that are really boomy Um, but yeah, that's, that's one of those, when I came back from Podfest, I was supposed to do that episode that week, that, that week takes a lot of work to, to get those in. And then the other thing is, and I'm not, again, not complaining, but a lot of people will at the end, they'll be like, and that's my pet peeve. Also, Dave, I just wanted to say, and then they leave me a little personal note. So I got to cut that out. Like, you know, that whole nine yards. And I try to cut out and I need to, again, sometimes it can be the way you ask a question. I need to instruct people to answer the question by stating the question kind of thing. Because everybody's like, mm-hmm. I'm here to answer the question of the month. What's your my top pet peeve? What I should have said, please start your answer with, one of my top pet peeves is. Mm-hmm. And then it would just be like, mm-hmm. hey, it's Dave Jackson from Ask the Podcast Coach, where we answer your questions live. One of my top pet peeves, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because I kept having to cut that out. Because by uh, about the fourth time of hearing somebody go, I want to answer the question of the month about your top pet. Pee-. So there's a lot of editing, yeah. a lot of do you. You edit those in. So do you edit those in post? Like yeah. do you do the whole
1: thing in, and then go back and edit the the questions that you played in? Is yeah. That what so you do? in
0: that case, right. I, I wanted to listen with you for the first time, right? And so I did, and then I would comment, and then I would go back and edit what I just yeah. heard. Because in some sure. cases, people just look podcasters uh, guilty as charged. Not the best at getting to the point sometimes, um, <laughs> and so yeah, the, yeah, yeah. there are times when I'm like, oh, okay, that's enough of that. Or, or especially when I say, tell me a little bit about your show. Again, no shade. I'm I'm looking for the elevator pitch. You know, this is where we answer your podcast questions live every Saturday morning at AskThePodcastCoach.com/slash/live that would be enough of a pitch. It lets you know what the right. show's about. I gave you my URL, you know, but if I said, yeah. ask the podcast com slash live, where it's myself from the school of podcasting and Jim Cullison from the average TV, He also does some stuff for, you know, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I give you all this back. I'm like, okay, I just, I just need the elevator pitch. Cause the problem mm-hmm. is, and this is every time I do a question of the month, there's a voice in the back of my head that says, is anybody going to answer is mm-hmm. anybody? And so mm-hmm. I came back from podcast movement and I had like probably 15 ish answers, you know, and we're all, when they're all like two to four minutes long, I'm like, well, there's a show. So, right. So right. it's, uh, thank you. I'm glad it sounds good. Um, no, it's, it, it was, it was done really well. And yeah, most of really them, well. uh, most of them were recorded really great. Cause you know, that's the advantage of yeah. having podcasters listening to your show. Um, well, I, I, I,
1: bring it up cause I, thought like that's maybe a good format for this show like in in you know asking folks like because it's just easier i think sometimes i mean i miss the back and forth don't get me wrong when when someone when someone jumps on here you know we have that back and forth there's that that, that's that's pretty good um but the boy the concise sorry the conciseness of playing the audio answering the questions i thought flowed really well from a recorded standpoint So I don't know I just thought I'd bring it up this week you know as we think about just different formats different ways of doing things I I really liked I really liked what you did on that episode and if you want to if you're listening and you want to send in your questions Dave if because we have some folks who can't join us live right they can't join
0: us on Saturday mornings if they wanted to ask a question what would be the best way to do that right now because I don't know if it's set up uh, you can go to ask the podcast coach and in the bottom right hand corner of the website, there's a little microphone. You can click on that and record. And I'm hoping, well, I know after this episode, if you go to ask the slash ask, and I don't know if that's set up right now, um, I'll have something there that you can either upload or or whatever. Cause I realize not everybody can can be here live to yeah. uh yeah. ask a question. But uh
1: Yeah. And we'd love questions from if you can't come out live on Saturday mornings, we'd love your questions. It'd be fun if you want to uh just be provocative or just a basic question. We'd love to have it.
0: Yeah. So, and that way we, as a, opposed to me going out to Facebook and trying to find a question that I think is interesting, we get an interesting question. We get them from chat too, right? Yeah. I mean, the chat throws questions oh. out there as well. God bless the chat. Uh, people like Scott Orr has a question, and it's a good question. Where should my QR code link to? That's a good question. Because my normal answer is go to your website. Like School of Pod let's ask the podcastcoach.com slash follow, because we're using Podpage has a link that you'll see all the links to Google and Apple and Spotify and all that stuff. But the interesting thing there is it's a QR code. And what do you use to scan a QR code? Your phone. And that's where I'm like, huh, depending on how mobile friendly your show is or your website, I normally don't recommend like you know, the, uh, link tree kind of stuff. So either a make a page on your website where you have Apple and have big buttons. Cause again, we're, we're thinking here of of phones. So make the buttons big Apple, Google, Spotify, uh, Amazon, you know, whatever you want to have there. Um, and you could make one on your website. The thing that, that most people do is they'll just send people to Apple and because Apple's big in the U S and I'm like, yeah, but in the Europe, it's 70% Android per, uh, James Cridlin. Um, so, uh, I always try to send people to a website and let them pick as opposed to assuming, but, uh, the QR code throws a, a slant in there. Jim, any, any opinion you know, on let that?
1: Me, let me share my screen. So this is, uh, the average TV's. this is my WordPress site. So if, if, you would think like, okay, maybe your landing page of your website is the best place to go. But I really optimize this for a web experience, right? This is somebody coming in. It's got menus across the top. It has a player over here. There's some buttons for some folks to click on. If you, if you narrow it down, you know, you get a, you get a more web, you know, this is what it looks like more on the web. But I don't think Dave, to your point, I don't think optimized as well as pod pages for that experience. Right. So you land on pod page, especially in the web, in the web setting. And you get these, yeah, you know,
0: you get all of these, uh, right. Now, is that yours? No. Uh, this is home gadget geeks. Yeah. Okay. On pod page. Now on pod page. go to the end of that URL. Like if you go to, uh, slash, just add a slash follow at the end of your, your website. In the- ah oh yeah i so, did not know that oh yeah that's a built-in tool again tripodpage.com that's my affiliate link yeah i like it yeah so yeah. now I, if you make that look is, like a phone does it
1: yeah yeah let's 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 crunch it down yeah ah. yeah see the. oh look at that that looks not so okay so Dave, you taught me something this is why i come to the show every saturday <laughs> morning nine thirty central ten thirty eastern uh ask podcast slash live so um but this is the page if i was going to have a qr code this is the page i want to send them to cuz chances are they're going to want to come and look and subscribe although to be honest just to be honest it depends where i'm putting that qr code cuz that that certainly is easy from a subscribe standpoint but if i want them to know what i'm doing like what kind of what kind of shows they have access to i might send them to this landing page right right and this this page also has that the uh, record button in the bottom right-hand corner too, where they could leave messages. So it'd be one of those two pages for sure. I didn't know that follow page existed. I will have to, uh, I'll have to, because if I know, if I've got them in hand, like if I'm going to, if I'm somewhere, I'm going to say, and subscribe here, I'm probably going to take them to the follow page. If I say, get more information uh or check out one of our episodes. I may send them just to the landing page cuz it's also got the subscribe stuff on it, but it's laid out really well. And I want and then I I might say if you want to know more about what's going on in the network, go to theaverageguy.tv. So, yeah, I, I know that doesn't specifically answer the question, but it gets pretty close.
0: It it does too in a way you have to think about like you know, and it it's great cuz it it is the answer that every podcast answer starts with it depends. So if I'm going to an event about topic A and I have an episode about topic A and I'm going to put up flyers and I want people to listen to that episode, well, I might make a QR code that goes right to that episode? Um, Daniel said, here's another tip from the audacity to, to a podcast. Uh, make sure you can redirect where the QR code links at any time with uh, using a 307 or 302 temporary redirect so you can easily change it, especially Uh, good for printed QR codes. Yeah, I use link. I think it's L I N Q, uh, which is a, an app thing that I do and I can easily customize it. Um, but for the record, and I think it's like 50 bucks a year, but I mean, you can just Google QR creator and you just put in, typically you put in the URL, but as Daniel said, um, you kind of want something you can change later. That way you don't have to keep changing the QR code and you end up with a QR code that points at something that's, you know, 12 years old. Um, Does, does Canva support QR?
1: I thought, I, I, I don't know for sure, but I thought they were moving in that direction where you could create it there and and it would point. That's a good question. Chat chat room. Maybe you guys know, I don't know for sure. I thought Canva was moving in that direction.
0: Um, Yeah. So the other one here, first of all, Ladies and gentlemen, Kyle Bondo in the house, merchants of dirt. Um, and, uh, if you remember, Kyle had like some weird hiking hospital thing that happened. So I'm, I'm glad to hear that, uh, you're, you're back up and going, uh, and, and his, um, co-host from pod going back in time and many other shows. Um, it is the, um, Oh, Mo to the curly. Uh, nope. What was, boy, it's even before my time. Who are the two guys in black and white? Something in Ollie. It's, mm, that's how like, that
1: goes way back. That's days. like my
0: mom's time. Anyway. Um, yeah. I'm sure the Laurel chairman, and Hardy. Laurel and Hardy. There you go. Laurel and Hardy. Then. There you go. Tell him what he's won. <laughs> um, Tim Price says, how do you ensure your webcam mic isn't picking up your voice? You get oh. the Elgato face cam. Why? Because it doesn't have a a microphone. Yeah. That's the reason besides that it looks good, but I got an Elgato face cam for that reason. I was like, okay. Um, when doing remote interviews in Zencaster, the other one is the, the tried and true method of, okay. Yeah. It's not blinking. (laughs) So, um, that, that works. Well, you can ask your guest. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Are you hearing me through this? Right. I do, but I forget I get in the studio and Um, I get going and I'm worried about the guest, and I, about once a year, do a podcast. And then the audience, this is the good thing about having an audience yeah. that cares about your sound. You, it, it, you'll, your audience will be like, hey, I don't think we're on that mic. And sure enough, you look, Yeah, it's switched over. I, StreamYard is really good about not switching. Like it doesn't, yeah. it, it, I'm not saying it's perfect. It's really good. You, uh, um, Zoom. Not so good. (laughs) I mean, Zoom switches at the the drop of
0: a hat. So does Teams. It's terrible in the work scenario. I had the weirdest thing last night. I was doing consulting with members of the School of Podcasting, and I don't know what kind of laptop they had, but there was no microphone setting when you went into Zoom. Because I'm like, no, click on the little, I'm like, who doesn't know how to join a Zoom meeting, right? And they, they have that weird little up arrow next to the microphone, and they're like, yeah, we don't have that. We ended up connecting over the phone and then using the video. It was the weirdest thing. But uh yeah. So Zoom is just another one that everybody kinda knows how to join, but yet I still I still completely understand if somebody is having issues because you click it, and then you have to explain, well, the one is the microphone and the one's the yeah. headphone and it's kind of uh uh weird that way. Uh I was talking earlier about the go ahead. You looked like you well, had something it's, it's, to say.
1: Yeah, it's particularly weird when you are, um, uh, if you've got a laptop and you're moving, and it's Windows, and you're moving it around all the time between different devices, it will get, it'll set up different um, default uh, video and audio devices for you at various times based on what it understands its environment is at the moment. And it's, Windows is bad about this. Windows 11 is supposed to fix this problem. I haven't seen it yet, but Windows 11 is supposed to detect kind of profiles in a, like a setting profile. Like, Hey, I'm here in my home office or I'm at the work office. And then it's supposed to set everything up the last way you had it in that environment. But it's, it's, it doesn't work. It's, it's terrible. So you have to, if you're moving your equipment around a lot like you would a laptop and yeah. you're expecting, you better check your own default settings
0: uh, when you're out recording. Yeah. Kyle says teams is horrible for, uh, for switching. Yeah. yeah. That's just yeah, one of those. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's for me, it always happens when I interview a friend that you just kind of like, hey, what's up? Blah, blah, blah. Then you start doing it. And all of a sudden you look over and you're like, oh, yep. crap. I forgot to hit record. You yep. don't go through your checklist because, right, right. you know, well, we're both podcasters. We got this. We know what's going on. And then all of a sudden you hit it and you're like, oh, crap. He used the audio from the camera. Yeah. That's. That's always fun. And in I have had people that have done that where the guests sounded great and they sounded horrible and they've just gone back and re-recorded the questions. Um, but if you have any kind of oh, interact, yeah. you know, de- yeah. depending on that.
1: I uh, did. I had to do a whole intro to a show that way. And I got lucky because they <clears throat> the audience recognized it when I was just about a minute in. So I, we kept going. <clears throat> excuse me, we kept going, but, um, I definitely
0: needed to re-record it. Yeah. That's always fun. Um, we had four people listening on Twitter spaces. We now just have the lovely Kim is listening, but we're glad that she's here. Kim, if you have a question, I forget how to raise your hand in Twitter spaces. It's been a while. I and you think don't have to I, have a question. Yeah. You, you don't have to, listen. if you just want to kick back and listen, but I think you have to request to be that, um, earlier I was talking about the Acon digital D verb thing. DR says, when I use it, it makes it sound tinny. I need to use it correctly. What I do, and this is my favorite feature of that, is so I'll have somebody who's super boomy, lots of room noise, and I'll say, learn. And it will listen to it and do a pretty good job of it, and then I just kind of back it off a bit. Because with any kind of noise reduction tool, it it always seems like if you go just a hair over, you end up with underwater Weird sounding audio. So that's um that's the tricky part of that. And that's just one of those just kind of vote with your ears kind of thing. Uh and just realize that when you have really bad audio, you need to adjust your expectations and the goal is now listenable. Because good was thrown out the window. Um, I had a guy that sent me audio, and you know how we always say you want to go up to zero. He he had almost tried to make his audio so small that you couldn't see it. And I was like, how am I going to make that listenable without um, just having a ton of hiss? Because when you don't have a large amount of audio, it fills up with hiss. And that's where our good friend Descript Studio Sound came to save the day. It wasn't great, but it was listenable. And I was like, ugh. um, And we were talking about uh, what website to send people to. If someone doesn't have their RSS feed on their site yet, which link should they go to Go on that audiogram post, boy. I heard, I've heard, I've now heard probably six podcasts that just poo poo audiograms like nobody's business. Uh, Apple's is long and ugly. Uh, send them to the website. I send everybody to go back. If the magic is happening, if I have a coach and they're selling coaching on their website, send them to their website. If I have um, a author and you can buy their book on their website. Send them to their web. All the magic is happening on the website. So don't send them to the Libsyn site or the Captivate site or the whatever. This goes back to why am I podcasting? And so, um, you know, I, and have those links. If you think about it, if I have a follow link or a follow page on my website with Apple, Google, Spotify, such and such. And if they're not on there yet, why are you promoting it? That's That's one big question. Because you might have had somebody that would have subscribed an Apple, but, well, <laughs> I'm not there yet. So you kind of got the cart before the horse. Um, but I would just, I always send people to the website. Let the, I'm all, you know, uh, Netflix doesn't make you watch every single movie. They're like, well, I know you want to watch Wednesday, but first you have to watch this special from some comedian you've never heard of. Wouldn't that be horrible? Right. So keep the choice in the hand of the listener. So send them to your website and let them choose what app they go on. And if they're using something like, you know, um, Jane's House of Podcasts, because I've never heard of that app, okay, well, they're going to have to, you know, manually copy and paste. I don't know. Jim, what do you do when it comes to this kind of stuff?
1: Oh, I was throwing it in a chat. Maybe you want a URL shortener or a pretty link. Uh, that's that true. You could, you could do that longer link, you know, slash subscribe would be one of those that I use for that for that kind of purpose. So I
0: well, think if you can do something like that. Well, and it says, but the website doesn't have the RSS feed. Y-
1: yeah, but I could take a shortened, I could take a subscribe dash or a slash yeah. subscribe link, send it to something for now, and then update that when I do get the RSS feed yeah. so that I can, I can start putting that link out there, but uh, not have to worry about.
0: And you if, if you go back to, you know, our favorite answer, it depends. If I was working with somebody and it was, you know, some sort of boomer podcast, you know, um, Sexy and 70 podcast, right? So it's made for older people, then I don't know that I would put my RSS feed on my website because, that, again, I'm, I'm kind of coloring with a wide brush here, but I'm pretty sure most 70-year-olds don't know what to do with an RSS feed. So they're going to click on it. It's going to open in Chrome and have a big old page of code. And they're going to go, I broke it. And like, no, nope, they don't. So I don't know if I would put an RSS feed on that. I get that a lot. I get that from podcasters. What's going on? My feed doesn't work. And it's because they clicked on it. So, you know, RSS feeds are great for the nerd crowd because they know to right click, copy, paste or copy link, go into, you know, whatever. Pod cherry picking whatever weird. App, any, yeah.
1: I think any more. RSS by itself. People are expecting to click that Spotify button and it takes them to Spotify to your, you know, to your show on Spotify. Right. I mean, I think that's what people they're, they're expecting to find those buttons of players that they're familiar with or whatever. Right. If they're using an odd player, chances are they know how to do this. (laughs) You know, it's the, it's the average, it's the general population that's using the Apple player or that's using um, Spotify or that's using some of those. So yeah, I, I I think uh, the RSS, the feed, the RSS feed by itself is a little bit of a relic, right? It's from a different day. I mean, you still need it. It still works. I'm not saying we shouldn't have them. I mean, Todd will jump on the show and, (laughs) and stab me in the back, but, but you still need them. I just think the, that URL itself if you just have that link, I'm not sure that's very helpful to begin with. I'm sure most people, I would be annoyed by it. I'm like, I just, let me, to be honest with you, I'm going to find the podcast by searching for it in my podcast player. Like that's just, that's it. That's yeah. just how I thought that I, I, I'm going to, Oh, Oh yeah. That show. And I'm going to go to my podcast player and yeah. search it, search for it. So just make sure you're in all the, make sure you're in all the, uh, the directories. I yeah. think that's super
0: important. Oh, that's huge. That drives me nuts. Yeah. When somebody's yeah. like, how do I grow my audience? And I log into Libsyn and they're in Spotify and Amazon. And I'm like, there are 11 other places you could be listing your show. I'm like, come on. Um, and yeah. she mentions PodLink. Again, I, the only time I ever use a PodLink kind of thing is at the end of my presentations, I have a QR code that sends them to kind of a link tree kind of thing. When I see people use PodLink. Because there's no place to comment. Somebody from that episode you're mentioning, um, you know, about the pet peeves, I went to their website because they mentioned two shows and I had the wrong URL. And so I went to them, like, hey, your Squarespace is outdated. And I went to contact them on their Podlink website and there was no contact option. So I'm, um, and plus I've seen people like listen to this episode on Podlink which on one hand has all the subscribe buttons, but I'm like, why isn't your episode on your website where Google can find the words and boost your SEO? I sometimes scratch my head with, I get it that it's easy and you know pod page is easy, but it's your website. It's not this other thing. Send them to um, your website. And, and Dan has one of my favorite tools, um, uh, again, from, uh, based on a true story, podcast.com. I find a URL sh- shortener switchy which for the record, I love on app sumo to use with a custom domain. And then I can update the redirect anytime if it's needed and it's worked well. And I will put a link. Um, I'm still battling. My brain can't figure out which, uh, keyboard shortcut to use. But if you go to supportthisshowcom slash switchy, um, I used that. I used to use a thing called Rebrandly, and they made me like an ambassador, which I thought was cool. And then I went to do something. They're like, yeah, you don't have access to that. And I was like, Oh, well this thing is a one time purchase on appsumo. I'll use it so that was uh kind of fun so it's it's one of those things again it's it's always kind of a depends situation. you're not really sure what to do in that whole nine yards so uh how are we do it on time 11.04, oh let's do this now of course if you have any questions uh ask the podcastcoach slash live and um if you want to join in. On the call, video is optional. Feel free to go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash join. DR has one other comment here. David said to make it easy for the listeners possible. So on social media posts, I need a link to the episode. Um, website doesn't have the RSS feed yet. So send them. I, I'm not sure why we're hung up on the RSS feed. That's the last thing I put on. I want Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon on the episode. Because I don't know that many people that use the RSS feed. That's again, that's somebody that's using like Sam's house of podcast app. Most people, I mean, if you look at it, Apple's number one, Spotify's number two, Google's number three, and I'm uh, probably number four is Overcast, you know, Uh, but I don't put Overcast on my website. I put Apple, Google, Spotify, and Amazon, but that's just me. But um, I I guess I'm confused. Maybe I don't understand the
1: question. Yeah. Where's the RSS feed? Like, why don't they have one yet? If do, have yeah, they not you don't, published the podcast yet? Have they not? I mean, if that's the case, if they haven't, if they haven't done the podcast yet, then just send them to the site where the podcast is gonna be, <laughs> and then make sure when they land there in the future that the information on how to find that is there. Right? Yeah. I guess this this Dave. To be honest, this may be one of those specific questions where you got to dig into the website and yeah. do some. Like it, it, it just, it, it's a little confusing. Like where is the RSS? Feed? Yeah. If it's not, if it's not there, where is it? And why isn't it there yet? And
0: so anyways, yeah, the podcast is not on the website yet. Okay. Well, why not? <laughs> it would be, I, yeah. It's it's like, so, um, and if you need specific help with a specific thing, you can always go to school of podcasting.com slash schedule. And, uh you know, we'll set up a, a scheduling appointment, and of course, that comes free if you're a member of the School of Podcasting. Uh, Nuno brought up a point, and Google is ending podcasts, right? Mm-mm. Nope. Here's what they're doing, and this is getting kind of blurry. Um, and it's, it's still a bummer. Don't don't get me wrong. The when you used to be able, if you search something, you would get play buttons in the search results. That's going away. And the thing that I always thought was cool about Google Podcast Manager was you could see what people search for to bring up your show. That is going away, I believe, on the 13th. But Google Podcasts, from what I understand, is not going away. Like, you'll still have podcastmanager.google.com. That's still there. What's disheartening is just it's Google, again, not officially abandoning something, uh, but they're not embracing it as fully as they used to, which means they're walking backwards. So, you know, start the timer. Years, although, although Feed Burner is still around. But if you want to have fun, Google the phrase Google Graveyard and uh, you'll see. But from because I heard James Cridlin say it was going away, and then he said, Wait, hold on, it's just the search results. And then if you log into podcasts with an S manager.google.com, you'll see where hey, this whole cool thing where you can see what people search for yeah, that's going away. So just this, I think the search, uh, what is it when you do this? It's the integration, the search integration results are. I'm glad you came up with that word. Integration yeah. Cause, it, Cause I was like, sure where you were going there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> well listen, Google's, we,
1: the, yeah. he, to, to not do something would, in, would imply that you did something to begin with. And in this initiative, whatever they decided to do a year or two ago for podcast, it's really half-assed. Like they really half-assed this thing. And they did a few things and it was all right. And they got a player out there and they did some other stuff. But they never like they just they just didn't they just won't go all in on this. They've tried a couple times. It's like that engine starting. You know, yeah. It's just it it doesn't surprise me that we're to this point with Google. I'm not sure I heard from anyone who said, oh, yeah, as soon as Google embraced podcasts, my
0: numbers shot way up, right? Well, said nobody ever, right? The problem is with Apple, you have one operating system. It's iOS, and yeah, there are different versions. With Google, there's like Candy Apple and Blue Smurf and all these different versions of their iOS that, from what I understand, that's why it's really hard to make an audio tool on Android because it's not all the same. And so that makes it kind of hard. So had they made Google Podcast an automatic, here it is on your phone, you don't have to install it and it was already there. It was just a matter that when you hit a button, like the the icon would show up. I'm like, "Put the icon. <laughs> Come on, guys." Yeah, no right on. <laughs> yeah, and right so on. um right on. That was kind of weird that that would have helped, but I think Maybe they got their ego bruised when they're like, "Hey, we're Google." Because remember, they're like, "We're gonna be like, we're gonna make Google number one." Like, we're oh. we're Google, and uh, and then they came in and like, I think the best they got was you know third, and that was with something like three percent. Because well, Google's or Apple's like sixty eight, Spotify's like seventeen percent, and then Google came in at three. And I'm like, "Hey, not bad for six months," you know. <laughs> no, well,
1: Google has a problem, and it's called YouTube. And so, like, I am sure as this thing has been progressing, the YouTube team is like, what are you guys doing? Like, we can do all this, right? And there's been an internal battle at Alphabet to figure out what is going to be their audio strategy for the future. I mean, we do know Google behind the scenes is transcribing these for search, right? That's the search team. They desperately want that stuff for advertising, right? At the end of the day, this whole thing is owned by advertising. So let's not miss that point. On both YouTube and on and in Google, advertising owns the day. So whatever's best for advertising is what's going to happen in this. And of course, transcribing your podcast is good for advertising because there's keywords in there and they can direct them. I don't think that part, I think they deployed that and went, hmm, well, that didn't work as well as we thought it did. In other words, surfacing... It's really hard to surface a podcast, have someone listen to it, and then direct them to that spot and have that make sense, right? That's a hard thing to do. I think they started looking at that, and we're like, mm, boy, this just what didn't go as well as we wanted for our advertising. Remember, they're in an advertising business, yeah. And then I think they have the YouTube team shouting all the time, like, no, 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 we're we're it. Now they haven't committed to audio. YouTube has not fully committed to audio. Or has become a podcast platform in a lot of ways.
0: They keep saying so they that's are. not happening. That's the I thing. Know, I love. They're they, like, it's like, no, you go to their, whatever it is, youtube.com slash. I think it's podcast or podcasts. Yeah. And you look at it like those aren't podcasts. That's just a YouTube channel. Yeah. It's, a, it's so it's all half
1: baked. It's all these yeah. half baked solutions that, that yeah. just don't, and they, they won't fully commit to it. And they, they don't really know. So
0: anyways, yeah. I, that's Google's problem. Yeah. So as Todd was saying, like, what is the deal with YouTube? And Nobody really knows and everything they do. It's kind of like when Kajabi got into podcasting, you're like, oh, wow. You know, the old saying of like when a singer sings in his range, you think his range or her range is like endless. But if the minute you sing outside of your range, everybody knows. And, you know, when Kajabi and some of these other companies that hop into podcasting because it's the hot new thing and we want some of that sweet, sweet podcast money they tip their hand and you're like, Oh, you don't know what you're talking about. And sometimes when they came out with the, the YouTube page, I was like, that's not really podcasting. Cause you know, the the curmudgeon in us is going to go, where's the RSS feed. <laughs> you know, that's not it. So I would <laughs> love, you know, it would be cool if they had an actual, you know, tab like uh, uh, Todd's saying here, you know, they have a shorts tab. Is Is that going to run? And of course, the other thing is, they're horrible but, at, at communicating. Nobody really knows.
1: No, I, their problem is they don't have any audio in audio only inventory for advertising. Again, YouTube's an advertising company. That's what they exist for. They show yeah they show videos, but they show videos to show you advertisements. That's why they show videos, right? That's why they're free. You're that you're the product. So. I, I tend to think they don't, I've got all this, they have all this audio or they have all this video advertising inventory. Cause that's what they've been good at. I'm not sure all of a sudden, you know, if they're going to show or if they're going to start talking about, um, you just podcasts and they're not video podcasts, they're audio. They need an audio. They need audio only inventory because that's very different commercials than what you get with video. Right? I always, so I, I think that's where the struggle.
0: I was always surprised that as an advertising company, why they just didn't follow the advert or the uh, overcast model and put a little banner in the app that people can click on. I mean, that's come on Google. That's what you do. You know, there's been an easy way to monetize that. And I think again, some of the problem with this is if you've only got 3% of the market, right. You know, they're used to having these massive amounts of money come in, but you know, you, I know you're Google and you think you're all that in a bag of chips, but you know, look, you came in,
1: Well, but the YouTube model is not to interact. Right. YouTube model is to sit and watch. Yeah. So that's like now they're like, okay, how are we going to, how are we going to monetize this? And how are we going to set this up in a way that works? And how do we insert them? What are they going to look like? What's the platform going to be? I think that's the fundamental problem at YouTube is they start asking themselves all that quite all those questions and they're like, Oh, it's Friday. Let's go home for the weekend. That's it. You know, start yeah. over the next Monday.
0: Well, and, and Todd's asking, he says, I'm currently putting the static image of our weekly podcast on my YouTube page. And if you don't have a YouTube channel, that's, that's the better than nothing strategy. Yeah. And I, we talked about this at the school of podcasting and like, I get like maybe nine, you know, and I haven't gone in to look and see how far people are viewing, uh, that, um, but it's, um, I, I don't know how far people are watching that. And I get very few listens over there. Now, one of the members of the school of podcasting, one of those static image, you know, uh, Daniel calls them fake videos, which they kind of are, um, uh, got like 85 views, you know, and the rest were like seven, nine, six, but he had one that kind of went and it had a really good title, but, uh, you know, uh, you know, it's not bad. It's, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. So that's why I'm doing it. Uh, but I don't expect much from a static image kind of video. So, uh,
1: well, I think the YouTube community, that's people who are watching YouTube are expecting different content. Yeah. They're not expecting a static image. That's not what they're there for. They want to see you interacting like we do with you in the live program. Yeah. They want to see you interacting with them in a way and in, in on a specific topic on a how to or a help or, something about sharing things about your life that those kinds of things we on this show started with a bunch of podcasters they're really good at listening to podcasts on podcast app we do 10 times more downloads on on the audio than we do on the video on youtube it's it's just it's just a different expectation
0: yeah so it'll be interesting to see what they do if anything because youtube's working they may not want to you know don't mess with something that's working it'll be interesting to see, see. Kyle
1: says YouTube's for video, right? Podcasting is for audio. Don't cross the streams. Yes, sort of. But I do, if I, at work, if I took down our our YouTube feed, I would have people come to me and like, what are you doing? Like, that's how I consume it. Now the numbers don't show it's gigantic, but if I have a customer and they want to listen to it that way, and it's just one, then it's important to them. By the way, if they're engaged enough to come tell me that they're a super engaged customer. Yeah. So, If would I do it if it's would I do it for one? Yeah, absolutely. Would I do it for ten? I would because those are my most engaged customers, right? I think this is the point we miss. I was listening to uh, the New Media Show and Todd was just railing on this the other day about how YouTube is so worthless. Well, the numbers aren't going to be huge, yes, but we find those small numbers are often the most engaged customers that you have. So do I really want to cut that off for my 10 most engaged customers? No, no, nope, I don't. If that's what they're listening to. So, yeah. you know, yeah. it, it, if, it, if it doesn't take that much for me to upload my video to YouTube and make it available, if I take it down, people get mad.
0: Well, <laughs> and you can you know? make it a, a separate channel. Like I just, when I logged into Streamyard today, they said I can go into like they they have a copy of the video of this that will save as long as I want it to. Uh, I do eventually run out of room, but I can go in and watch this and make shorts right from StreamYard. And I thought I might want to add a short channel to my YouTube thing because I don't want to mix and match, uh, going back to Kyle. I don't want to mix the short and long. I, all, I already kind of feel weird because like my last video was like five minutes long and then ask the podcast coach will show up and it's 90. And I'm always yeah. like, yeah. I really should have put ask the podcast coach on his own channel. Um so a lot of times I have it on the website but I will market uh whatever it is unlisted so it's not on my channel but it's on the website so that way people can still see it so it's it's kind of tricky uh and and like you said it's 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 an outlet you know and if people are going to watch it over there well then watch it over there so um uh, it's uh, but like uh, I know no Todd said that he doesn't trust Google anymore cuz they have when they killed Google Reader, that's when I was like, oh, really? Really? F you. Like, you know, and I remember one time I was in, in a Nashville event with Chris Kermitzos, and they were doing some sort of new blogging thing. And they're like, would you like to try the new Google blah, blah, blah? And I I just very I was like, I wouldn't put a single thing. If it was important to me, there's no way I'm putting it on something from Google. Chris is like, holy cow, dude. Like, tell her what you're really thinking. I'm like, well, that's the truth, man. Like, I don't trust you guys mm-hmm. anymore. Google Plus. I mean, that's the list goes on and on. Google Hangouts. Oh um, uh, yeah.
1: Well, they, Hangouts still exist. It's just in their enterprise. Right. You so, just have to pay for it, yeah. right? That's, that's one of those brands that they did make where it yeah. actually transitioned to a paid product and it, and it worked. I don't, listen, I don't use YouTube for discovery. Like, that's, I am not, a, a lot of the stuff that I do is not YouTube friendly. And it's not great for discovery, but I have very engaged customers who want to see it on YouTube. And so I'm going to make sure it's there for them. And those, my numbers going to be small. And again, I'm not out there for giant, giant, um, giant numbers, but by far and above the better numbers are on the audio side for sure. Yeah. But I can't miss it. I can't, I can't miss it. I don't watch the numbers over there. I don't really even care. It's just, if it's not there, I get some, I get customers who are like, Hey, what's going on with YouTube? Like, why are you, what if I miss something or it's not there,
0: they're like, what's the deal why are you doing that so they're very engaged yeah um and then to make things even murkier dan says i use youtube music for audio so it's kind of both yeah 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 it's murky um so um todd also says youtube values watch time and a longer video creates lots of advertising moments yep I also do 60-second shorts of our podcast with B-roll gameplay in the background. Yeah, for me, the reason I don't want to make shorts with with longs, for lack of a better phrase, um, I just, I want my audience to, it's um, setting the expectation. I don't want somebody to show up expecting a four-minute video and get a 60-second one. Likewise, I don't want them expecting a four-minute video and getting a 90-minute one. They're like, oh, I don't want this. I want the quick hit kind of thing. Now that is solely an opinion. There's no fact. There's no stats based on that. That's just a Dave thing that I'm like, eh, you know what? They may not, they're used to this, give them what they're used to now, uh, on some stuff, you know, it it may not matter as the old saying goes, right? There is no such thing as too long, only too boring. Thank you, Valerie Geller. But you know, um, We'll, we'll see. I,
1: I don't think I don't think we've seen the full advertising force on shorts appear yet.
0: Well, I go ahead. Well, go I ahead. know the the fun thing about shorts is they're paying more. They're like, "Oh, TikTok is paying how much? We're paying more than that for shorts." So they're they're uh that's not the reason why I want to sh- start shorts, but I've heard yeah. I've also heard that it doesn't hurt to mingle your shorts and your your longs for like a better phrase, but I'm like, eh Again, it's a Dave thing. I might put my shorts in a separate channel.
1: Well, I've heard some YouTubers give some feedback in their, in their long-form content to say, they'll say, look, we're doing shorts basically because YouTube wants us to. Yeah. We know you don't like it. So they're saying that in their YouTube videos to calm down their audience. I mean, some of these have hundreds of thousands of subscribers and they'll get 100,000 views in their first day. And they're like, sorry, I know we, we have to do shorts. Just be, just be patient with us. We're going to put them in the office. So, so I know if these YouTubers who come at this approach from a, you know, and I a couple of them, that's how they make their living. I know if they're apologizing for this, I know people are complaining, right? In the comments, yeah. they are just writing them, like, stop putting these shorts out there. We want long, we want long form comment, uh, content, but Dave, it's hard. Like you said, create a separate channel for just for shorts, you start at zero, right? Yeah. I mean, the power in these shorts, if you had a hundred thousand, say we had a hundred thousand subscribers on YouTube, boy, all of a sudden that hundred thousand means a lot when they get the notification that you've produced a new short and they can go watch it. And then there's ads on that. That temptation is strong. The force is strong with that one. Right?
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> the other thing I've, I haven't seen yet how to do this. So it might be coming is that you're going to be able to make shorts out of your long. And if somebody is watching the short, they can say, show me the rest of this. Like it's, it's like yeah. the whole video is there, but you've said, Hey, take this section and make it a short. And then somewhere they're going to be able to go, wait, hold on. I want more of this and be able to then jump to, I, I was like, well, that would be cool. But I, I kind of don't um, kind of yeah. don't get it. So, well, it'll be fun to watch because they've got competition now. That's the fun thing. Google officially has some competition and uh, I also hear, I heard on um, I think it might have been the new uh, No Agenda show that YouTubers are now going hey, and there's this one thing I want to talk about, but I can't talk about it here, so go over to my Rumble channel and I can talk about it, but if I talk about it here, I'm going to get deplatformed. right? And so and, and what Rumble did, and I haven't seen this, this is all through Adam, they're making their interface much more YouTube-ish so that there's not much of a learning curve. And I was like, that's interesting. So it'll be uh, fun to, uh, to watch. Um, Jack, I have one of your questions starred here about podcast consultants. Uh, I'm going to answer that right after I get done saying thank you to our awesome supporters. Uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, we lost one. Um, you know, so... There's, there's, there's space available now. There's lots of space available, uh, at, uh, ask the slash support. And I had the person, um, I did this before the show. I will, when Jim is talking, I'm going to go back and, uh, it's something about the Olympics beyond the fire after the fire, something fire, but not John Lee Dumas, but it's an Olympic thing. And I'll get that (laughs) because she's, she is the featured awesome supporter and um I did not write it down. I was like, oh, it's only well, that's in. that's the good thing, Dave. You can
1: just we can come back and do it. You don't have to Yeah,
0: you know, I thought I it had it on. up, and I don't. So yeah, um, but we were talking earlier about one of the great features of Podpage. If you want to tripod page, by the way, that is my affiliate link. Go to tripodpage.com. And uh if you want to learn pod page, you can go to learnpodpage.com. Uh and if you need more Jim Carlson and like who doesn't? Uh average guy.tv, go check out home gadget geeks. And if you want to start a podcast, well, when you think podcasting, think school of podcasting. And I need to clarify something. I had somebody that thought I was just giving away free consulting. Well, I'm doing that here every Saturday, but I mentioned how you can have unlimited one on one consulting. And somebody thought that was just all the time. I'm like, that's if you are a member of the school of podcasting. So I had somebody last night, we probably spent 45 minutes together getting their show off the ground. So you can have unlimited one on one consulting if you're a member of the School of Podcasting. So that might have got a little blurry with some folks. But uh, if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And if you just want to throw us a few shekels, uh, you can do that as well. Uh, It's all over there at askthepodcastcoach.com slash support. And I'm cheating behind the scenes. I'm just vamping because I'm trying to get to her name. It is Keep the Flame Alive there we go. Flame dot I believe is their website. Um, thank you so much for being an awesome $20 supporter. I deeply appreciate that. And I want to make sure I got that website correctly. Cause I know, yeah, I see it here. Flame dot So if you're a fan of the Olympics, uh, go check them out. It's a really cool show. And, uh, they're great for being supporters and Hey, here's the, Oh, that was, that was almost tricky. Um, because my computer locked up and i was like hey i need to go oh. back to the, i need to go back to the Streamyard tab so that could have been uh tricky but um did we have uh tom taylor's watching tom's having a fun time he's he's moving around the country and all sorts of fun stuff so great to see you tom um jack asked this question he said in addition to the great dave jackson whoever that guy is who would you suggest as a podcast consultant because he is the greatest and my question is, why are you looking for another podcast consultant if you know Dave no, I, Jackson? Am I missing something? I, I
1: think he's saying, why would you suggest anyone else? But I think that's what he's saying, because you produce two shows. No, that's not what he's saying. I'm but not, I'm, that's what I'm going to say. Yeah, I don't understand the why question. Why would anybody suggest anybody else? That's what I'm oh. going to say, because I think you're the best.
0: Dave well, Jackson. here's the thing. Um, uh, let's Let's use Daniel, because he's in the chat room my Daniel's like superpower is going deep. Like if you want to learn about three Oh seven and three hundred twenty redirects or whatever he was mentioning, like that's such a Daniel thing. Um, he's got a little more of a technical side. I mean, Daniel actually writes code. So some people want that kind of detail. Um, and that's Daniel's like, that's what he does. Um, Mm. if you want more of a marketing slant, uh, next week, David Hooper is going to be filling in for Jim. Um, uh, Dave Hooper has a little more of a marketing side to his stuff. So it, the beauty of podcasting, you know, if you think about it every night, there are at least four channels that report the news. Some are a little left. Some are a little right. Some are, they're just making stuff up. Others are strictly geared to make you wet your pants. You know I what I mean? Say in
1: the middle. I thought yeah, They say might
0: the say middle. in the middle. Yeah, maybe, hopefully. Uh, so, um, yeah, the, uh, so, You know, pick your flavor. You know, sometimes I used to watch the, uh, and this is very, uh, I'm going to get myself in trouble. I used to watch this one news channel in the morning because the news model was just smoking hot. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. I'm just kidding. (laughs) But that's why I watched. You know what I mean? Um, So if I'm going to be honest about it.
1: So... um, You know, let me hold it. There was a question for you, Dave. Let me let's get mm. let let me get you back on because I do think you're the best. Says Dave Jackson. Does Lipson still auto post podcast episodes
0: back to our YouTube conversation? Is YouTube still a destination at Lipson? It does now. What it is is if you're on the twenty dollar or higher plan, we have the ability to do something that we couldn't do before, which is uh, well, with YouTube you wouldn't want to do multiple, you wouldn't post the same episode multiple times, but you can go in, um, it automatically posts it, but also with things like Twitter and LinkedIn, you can now, like I can go and say, post this about this episode on Twitter using this image. And it's a little bit like Hootsuite where it's like a social poster, but yeah, it's still posted to YouTube uh, unless we've changed something. But as far as I know, uh, we still do. So, And
1: that's that image, right? It just, it just sends an it's image a over there. Image, your, yeah.
0: is it your album art that it's, yeah, it's and picking up on? If you, if you want Specific album art when you're making the episode, there is a wide image option there, and you want to put a wide image there. That's uh, I should know this nineteen ten twelve eighty by seven twenty something, whatever our YouTube thumbnail size is. You want to put that there, and uh, as far as I know, unless something's if it's not working, let me know uh, and uh, or support at libsyn com. That is something we should say. Um, I know sometimes people are like ah if I email support at libsyn like I'm going to get in line. I'll just email Dave. Dave does not check his email during the day. Very seldomly because I'm at work at Libsyn. So yep. you think you're cutting in line, but literally I'm not going to look at that for probably another eight hours. Whereas if you email support at Libsyn.com, there's a whole team there that will, uh, you know, answer your questions. So,
1: R- Randy, to you a little bit earlier, are those road headphones you're wearing? They. What, what do you got on? From
0: they the- are, Christmas? and I'm I'm really close to buying the sixty dollar microphone that would plug into because this has the ability I can unplug the cable and plug it in over here. So I got a hole in the bottom of this ear, and I could plug this, I could plug a microphone in and make this a headset. And I'm probably going to do that just for giggles because people are always looking for, you know, a cool headset that sounds good. And I know the Audio Technica one is not cheap i forget what it is but i think these were a little over a 100 bucks and if the bike is 60 i'm still under 200 bucks if it sounds decent so uh that would be the plan so i think
1: uh daniel had posted this week too i think the uh the atr uh 2100x was on sale like seven seventy yeah. nine 79 to 59 this may be from from a uh, from a hardware standpoint, this may be the right time to start looking for hardware. Um, I've seen some pricing uh, on ARMS. I've seen the mics. Monitors certainly are cheap right now for whatever reason, TVs, monitors. So if you've been short hardware, uh, you might want to um, set a, some slick deal alerts or Camel, Camel, Camel or whatever you use to track. I think I use Honey too to track them. You might want to find some items that you're looking for. Set those alerts. Yeah to a certain price point. And I, I think this spring may be another good, uh, another good buying opportunity. Certainly uh, black Friday was, and then right after Christmas prices rose back up again and they've been a little higher than I want, but uh, I think things are starting to dip again.
0: Well, speaking of microphones, I thought this was yeah. an interesting question. It was from, uh, yeah, Reddit. Does your microphone lend to your credibility when your listeners or viewers can see it? So we're talking again, kind of a YouTube, Facebook live, simple question that has nothing to do with sound quality. Do you think viewers of clips and audio podcasts or streams are conditioned to see the Sure SM7B and that lends credibility to someone as being a professional? He said in quotation marks. Now the mic is so well known and marketed for podcasters, YouTubers and streamers, even though there are other options out there which are better and often cheaper. Not only that a lot of people watch or listen on mobile devices and will never hear the difference, amen, brother, preach, in audio quality due to their earbuds or headphones. So if, if I find a YouTuber and they've got you know a 2100, well, you've got a 2100. I don't even think about it. But my question is, I, I, I was like, huh, I've never thought of it that way. I don't, and I'm a podcaster. I should be a snob. But do you ever, do you think having an SM7B somehow makes you look more professional? Uh, maybe. maybe.
1: I yeah. mean, I get comments about this mic all the time. Uh, the, my work friends think this is a big microphone. You know, they're like, right. oh, he's in the studio. Because I'll join regular company calls from here. And oh, Collison's in the studio. I just did. Uh, we had a learning day on Thursday and I led two of the, two of the sessions and they just they eat that up so does it need to be an sm7b i don't think so i mean that's 400 bucks is a lot for image for for some people hey if you is it did i get the price right or is it more
0: it might be 400 it's 600 no and it's not six uh let me go over to say four to six hundred dollars
1: yeah i like (laughs) four to six hundred dollars for image um hey listen if it if it makes you feel good, here's, here's one of these, these little, I think, little personality hacks that, uh, that you need to play on. It's like dressing up and wearing a nice suit. You feel a little bit different when you're in nice clothes than when you're in grungy clothes, right? You, there's, there's a lot of psychology to you act a little bit different. You feel a little bit different for a one-time purchase of a microphone, which is probably going to last you five to 10 years. Get the one that, one, has the quality you want, but two, makes you feel good, right? I don't think we think about it that way. I mean, that's a good-looking mic. And on screen, it might. I mean, if it makes you feel good, if this one is like, no, that looks too much like something else, and you want a big old mic and it makes you feel good, if it makes your podcast better, yeah, spend the money. Why not?
0: Well, that's it. Because somebody asked, I was looking for the question. And he was comparing an RE320 to some other mic that I've never heard of. And I, but it was a SE, and I forget what the company is, but I think Bandrew on podcast has just reviewed one of these. And my whole point is when you're above a hundred bucks, I don't know that there's a huge difference between this mic and that mic. The biggest difference is exactly what Jim said. Do you like the way your voice sounds on this? Like me personally, I'm not a huge fan of the sound of this mic, but I've heard other people say, man, I like your voice on that mic. So I'm doing it for my audience. I really, in fact, I'm probably going to switch back for a little bit to the RE320 because I have two chapters of my uh, book recorded using an RE320, and I want to finish that. So I need to switch back to that microphone. Uh, But I think a lot of it is when you get to, you know, decent mics, whatever it is, remember in post, you can kind of make that sound like anything, you know, I can take all the bass out of it. I can crank it up. You know, I can make it sound good, whatever it is. So what it comes down to is exactly what Jim said. It's your performance. If you don't like the way you sound and the whole time I'm doing this going, I sound shrill, it's going to bug you and it's going to distract you. So um, whatever works for you, but um, there are a lot of SM7Bs out there. And the one thing I always want to point out is, unless you were using the stick microphone that came with your laptop, uh, a new microphone is not going to get you more listeners because unless your audio is so bad that people are like, I cannot listen to that. It's horrible. Um, A microphone isn't going to get you more listeners unless again, it boosts your confidence so much that your presentation is, is better. That was, that was one of the pet peeves that I found somewhat surprising, but I've always told people is if you sound bored, like <laughs> yeah
1: that came up a lot yeah do do podcasters is there a problem with podcasters sounding bored with their material i, I mean I, god i hope we don't sound bored do we sound, Do <laughs> we've been doing this for 425 oh episodes <laughs> saying the same thing every week do we sound bored i think we sound pretty i don't think we sound
0: bored but no. that, that came up a lot yeah and i did mm-hmm. have a guy once though that wanted me to help him grow his audience and even talking about it, he was just kind of like, he was very much time to make the donuts kind of just like, Oh God, do I have to do (laughs) another episode?
1: Maybe that's his personality.
0: And, and I asked him, I'm like, are you excited about this? And he goes, actually, he goes, now that I think about it, he goes, I kind of don't want to do this show anymore. And I'm like, well, maybe you should take a break and come back and blah, blah, blah. And in the end, um, he was just like, you know what? The reason this show isn't growing is because I don't like it anymore. And I was like, well then, don't do it. Like, you know, he wasn't monetizing it really, you know? And so uh, yeah. And so Randy says, and this is the problem with the RE320 for me is it always makes my voice. And that's why I like it. My S's and T's are much clearer on the SM or on the RE320. But um, yeah, the 320
1: was a little crunchy for me. And yeah. you. I always felt, I, I felt like you dropped that mic at some point. Cause I don't think it's supposed to sound that way. I'm not saying it did. That's always what I, that's, that's always what it felt like to me. It was just a little higher on that, but Hey, listen, you got to go, you, you're the one living with your own show. You've got to, you've got to go with it. Do you think Dave, there's a curve. If you, you know, let's just say we're taking the average podcaster. There's a curve of growth where at some point it levels out for everybody. You've gotten pretty much everybody that you're going to get early. The The spike comes up and then it kind of levels off and you lose some and you gain some and it kind of stays flat. You, you do a lot more consulting than I do and look at people's numbers. Do you see that kind of as a general trend or.
0: Yeah. And, and because you know, what it is, is you're doing the same thing you've always done. And if it worked or to whatever level it worked, you know, if you're because what happens a lot is you end up telling people that already know you have a podcast that you have a podcast and the way you grow your audience is finding people who need your content, but don't know about it yet. So, you know, if you think about it, uh, you know, if you were standing in a square screaming about your podcast, okay, the people that were close to you would hear you, but you know, everybody wants to listen to you is going to come over to the square and listen to you talk. But, but, if you want a bigger audience, you got to get outside the square. And that's where I would say on social and social is always a trickle. It's, it's never going to be the 10,000 download switch, but you need to, uh, I just listened to an episode of Pat Flynn's smart, passive income, and I love Pat Flynn. I love his book. Uh, will it fly? And I know Pat, um, I'm always very happy to hang with Pat. He's Pat Flynn is hilarious. By the way, I, I told him, I'm like, please let your comedy come out. But he had a co-host. I hadn't listened in so long. He had somebody take over his show and he introduced her, but she was talking about social and she called it the sneak attack. And she was saying how, um, saying it's an episode. She goes, the whole thing is you're trying to get people out of social. And, um, she was saying people don't want to leave social because they're there to scroll and do whatever they do on social. And she goes, you really have to produce something that's either A, going to stop the scroll. And she goes, that's why audiograms worked at first, because everybody went, ooh, what's that? And now that everybody and their brother's an audiogram, they know that little squiggly line wants me to leave. And I don't want to leave. I'm sitting here looking for pictures or whatever it is I'm doing. And so um, you, you kind of have to look at social as here's something that A, here's how you're going to benefit don't call it an episode. It, it's a really interesting strategy, but social is a whole weird thing, to uh, to say the least. Um, do you do any kind of audiograms or things like that? Yeah, uh, I stopped doing them. Yeah,
1: Stop doing them. We, we, although we're that same we're we're thinking about that for shorts at work. <laughs> so that's a, a short is really just an audiogram. Like I mean, yeah, yeah it doesn't have the squiggling line, but it'll. We, we're adding the. The um, transcript to it and stuff like that. I think they're, they're one in the same. Listen, I'm not sure a lot of people are watching shorts to be taken somewhere else. Like, I'm not saying they don't go somewhere else. I, don't, I just don't think most people sit down to shorts and go, oh, let me find something that's going to even be longer than this. <laughs> I think they want to just roll through. They want, they want humor. They want comedy. They want something interesting. They want to see somebody fall off a skateboard and do a crotch shot. <laughs> that's what they want to see, right? That's, that's the, when you're going to shorts. So I, I'm not saying don't do it because if you, if you're doing shorts and you're having success with it, well, you found the magic, keep doing it. Right. Yeah. But I, I just don't know if we get a lot of people jumping in shorts necessarily going, Oh, 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 long form. Yes. I want to go to a long form and now I'm going to sit on the couch because they have a few minutes, right? Why do we go to shorts? We go to shorts because we're standing in line at the grocery store and we got nothing to do. Right. Some people game. Now Now we, we go to shorts and watch them that way. So it's just it. not sure that's the expected expectation.
0: Expected expectation. Okay, that, good enough. And uh, we're going to talk about the joys of a live show in just a second. But for now, Jim is going to tell us about his Logitech Brio 4K. I'll be back in yep. two seconds.
1: Okay, yeah, sounds good. Sounds good. Yeah, Stargate Pioneer. Actually, the C920 I had mentioned in chat uh, from a camera perspective. I use C- C920s at work. But I did order, and I think this is the Brio, and I don't think it's 4K. I need to look. I need to go back and look. I upgraded the camera, um, I don't know, a year ago. I kind of forget that this isn't the C920. I used the C920 for so long that um, eventually I just thought, you know, I want a little bit better. So maybe it is a 4K. Maybe it is. I need to go back and take a look at it. Uh, we don't stream in 4K for sure. So we're streaming, I think we're streaming in 720. Uh, unless Dave has changed that to uh, to 1080, uh, so I don't see. But but yes, yeah, I have moved over. Um, I have moved over to a to the Brio. Just not sure if it's the four. Would there be a Brio non 4K version? I don't know what that would be 2K or 1080P. I, I, I guess I need to dig in and, and and take a look at that. So thanks for uh, thanks for that question. It it's, it is a good one. I think um I think when we're we're thinking about cameras. I think we underestimate the power of lighting. Lots of folks get a good camera, then they have a super dark space around them, right? And even the best cameras, even if you went with like a Sony, you know, Sony camera or whatever, it's got a bigger sensor, right? Because these webcams have a little tiny sensor, right? They're about that big, maybe even smaller. (laughs) The sensors on cameras, a little bit bigger, but the bigger the sensor, the more light it can bring in, the better optics it'll have. Um, you know, it's kind of the problem, although GoPro does some things, interesting things with their lighting to be able to do it well in, in low light. But I know when I first started podcasting for, um, when I first started podcasting, my lighting was terrible and I actually had my, the host of the show that I was doing with, he actually sent me some lights for Christmas and he was like, dude, use these lights. And I remember when I put them in, I thought this is a little bit of an overkill but it made a huge difference in it. So, um, so uh, Stargate Pioneer says, yeah, there's two versions of the Brio. So I might have, I have to, i have to double check to see the one that I got, but lighting makes all the difference in the world with cameras. So if you're thinking about a camera, you're not getting good audio or you are not getting good video quality. Check your lighting first. Make sure you have adequate lighting in the space that you're in. It's facing towards you. It's dis- it's diffused. Don't, don't use those ring lights unless you diffuse them in some way. And for God's sakes, don't put those ring lights directly in front of you because <laughs> they'll make your eyes look like you're possessed. <laughs> That's the truth. Yeah, no, get them up and get them. I like them. Get them up in the air and slanted down. That'll Listen, you can see some of the lighting in my glasses, but it's, if it was straight on, it would be even worse. Um, I do wish, I'll tell you what, Dave, and I don't know why StreamYard hasn't done this yet, but I wish StreamYard had a dark... Had a mm. dark version that you, we could get rid of this white because it is definitely when I've got StreamYard up, I can turn some of my, I can turn some of my lighting down because it's just bright. It's a bright That's white. A good point. I wish it was. I wish there was a dark mode. Um, I wish I'd told you to, okay. to yeah, the, <laughs> a it's, little extreme, yeah. but look at Dave, look at Dave now. <laughs> That's <laughs> well. Funny. but here's the, here's the thing. I think sometimes with lighting, we, Just take what's available to us and you don't know what you don't know. And so you, you, this was my problem. I had no idea it was as bad as it was until my co-host was like, yeah, your lighting's terrible. Could let me send you some lights. And he did. And actually it was, it was, I mean, that was a bold move because maybe somebody would, maybe another person would have gotten offended by that. And I was like, oh, new toys, you know, let's set these things up. And I haven't looked back since. So lighting can be as big of a deal as your camera. Just just remember that.
0: Yeah, and the between lighting and the other thing that's really important with video is your audio. Like I've heard many a YouTuber say, "Don't neglect your audio," because some people are trying to use the camera uh, microphone Oof. and they're like, "That just no." You know, no. they spend all. I sorts wish of money there was on a one. way to
1: disable it. Yeah, like, so it wouldn't even. It wouldn't even sh- like there was a switch in the back where it wouldn't even like nope. I don't want this ever. Yeah. Not at all. Logitech spent a lot of money to try and get that right. And they, it's still terrible.
0: Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. It's just not going to work. Here's a fun question. And I, I see this a lot. Sometimes this is from melody in a Facebook group. She says, do you think people would listen to a daily, like five times a week podcast? That's 10 to 15 minutes long about happiness. My intention is for people to put this in their daily routine, preferably in the morning, Someone told me that it might mess up algorithms and too many podcasts overwhelms people. Well, don't listen to that person. Um, (laughs) Thanks for your input. And so I I see not so much this question, but I see this kind of question. There's only kind of one way to find out is A, which is what she's doing, asking people, would you listen to a 15-minute podcast? Um, But the other one is, I don't know. First of all, record a couple episodes ahead of time and see how long it takes to make it. Then pick your schedule. Because maybe a daily show is not something you have in your schedule to do. Because that 15 minute show is going to take you about an hour uh, if you're really, really good. And so, A, do you have an hour every day or if you want a batch or whatever? But, you know, there just comes a time when you're like, well, I guess we'll find out. You know, and if you put it out and you go, well, um, you know, we had 11 listeners. I guess they don't want this or whatever it is. But, you know, there are just some times when you have to just, do it and see what happens, but I could see a, a show about happiness, uh, being, you know, if you want it to be daily, most daily shows that I listen to. And again, it's just a Dave thing are like 10 minutes or less, not 15. When you get into 15, you're almost at 20 and 20 to me, is like a full show. But if it's like a quick tip to hear something to motivate you and get going, you know, but I just see a lot of like, do you think people would listen? I'm like, I don't know, put it out and see and find out. You know, it, it don't overthink it or or whatever. So, do you have any? um Are you a, what? What's your favorite length? Because that's always a fun question of like, what's the perfect length? And we all say, you know, as long as it needs to be and and not anything longer. Yeah, uh,
1: that's a super great question. I listen to really long podcasts. So, yeah. like, I listen to Windows Weekly. That's a two and a half, three hour podcast. I listen to. um, uh, listen to uh, One Nation Under Whiskey. That's sometimes a two or three. They just produced a four-hour podcast. I listen to all of it because it's yeah. interesting. Um, however, I used to listen to Mike Rowe, who was seven minutes, and yeah. then he went to an hour, and I ditched him. I said, yeah. like, "No, I don't. I don't want you for an hour. I wanted you for seven minutes. This was this was the perfect seven-minute podcast." So I tend to lean towards the more in-depth, the longer form. Like, that's why we sit here for 90 minutes and do this. Like yeah. I like longer form, build it out community. I like being a part of that. I've tried to make shorter form, more exact content and I just suck at it. I'm not, uh, uh, that's not the way I learn. And it's not the way I want to learn. Now it doesn't mean we shouldn't listen to it because if you like it, go for it. Yeah. That's just not my, not my strengths. I'm not very good at it.
0: Well, and I just did, uh, I rebranded a show it used to be called leading the bleeding, which is an absolutely horrendous name. And I, cha- <laughs> and I changed it to the future of podcasting. Uh, you can find it at future And I was reviewing the fountain app because everybody's talking about, Oh, if you want to get into this whole streaming Satoshi thing, it's one of the new podcast apps and new And I was like, well, I used that when it was like literally right out of beta. Like it was almost alpha and it was, as you might imagine buggy. And I was like, well, let's go back and see what they did. And I watched a video of the guys from toy story that made the original one. And they had a list of things that they were not going to do. They're like no happy village, no love story. No, I just want, nope, none of that. Um, no, I forget. It was all the things that you don't oh, know songs. And they said, we're not going to do anything. That's a cliche in animation. And, uh, Oh, I forget his name. I want to say Marco, but that's overcast. Oscar at uh, fountain.fm has gone kind of that route. Like it's all about like when you log in, there's a discovery page and you see everybody's boosts and comments and it's got a whole community thing going over there. Um, You can't make a playlist, unfortunately. I could not get the cue to go to the next episode. And as a guy who likes to ride his bike in the summer... I need something to just keep going to the next episode, the next episode. So for me, it wasn't a great app, but I said, look, it's got some really cool things. It's got a cool thing to make clips and all these other things. I said, so just because I'm not a fan of it doesn't mean it's a bad app. You might, if you're, especially if you're into the streaming Satoshi thing, that's the app for you hands down. And so, you know, like Jim was saying, sometimes, you know, you might make something and it's not for everybody, but if it's for you, Well, then do it, because there's probably other people just like you that want to do that. So just because it's not going to appeal to, you know, 100 million people, don't let that stop you. You know, I would love to have, you know, give me 5,000, and I'd be ecstatic to have that Uh, many people. I I, I like 500. Yeah.
1: Like, uh, that. uh, it gets much bigger than that, and these communities get out of control, and they still can't take over. And I'm not interested in... That kind of community that's got its life of its own. I want one that's nice and kind and helpful to each other. And 500 is good enough for me. So that's a different, totally different expectation.
0: Well, um, and Jim, I don't know if you have any insight on this, but I definitely want to ask David Hooper next week because Dave used to run music conferences and he did one podcast conference. Is what I th- find interesting is that, like, when I'm at PodFest, everybody's like, hey, remember the one at the Ramada? when it was a single track and it was small and we all joke because it was right next to a strip joint. And I'm like, <laughs> we all reminisce about the little ones. And the first thing we do when we have a really good small conference is we try to make it big. And I'm like, yeah. why not just do multiple small conferences, raise the price on the ticket, lower the price on the hotel. There was somebody I was talking to. Yeah. There yeah. was an $80 resort fee for the Podfest hotel. And that's not a Podfest thing. That's pretty much anytime you go to these mammoth, hotels they have a resort fee which i'm still not quite sure what that is besides here's 80 dollars that we can charge you uh because we can and right, right. so um I, I don't know i'm gonna ask david that i my guess is they don't make as much money which is why, and they're just as much works i don't know but
1: uh you know I, well but we have this tendency we always have this tendency when you find something that works we we want to run it to scale right we're just kind of built that way how can i oh this was awesome how can I get more people involved right. in something like this? Right. I think that's just a natural tendency of ours to that su- success begats more success. Like we want to man, 500, I could do 5,000. This thing could scale out and I could do it that way. So I think it's just a natural tendency of ours to want to run things that way. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, listen, I've been toying with this idea of an Omaha podcasters meetup group for the last four years and I've started it and stopped it like a dozen times, you know, we'll meet in April. Then they will be like, Hey, we should do this again. I'm like, yeah, this is great. Then the next thing I know it's December and I've totally forgotten about it.
0: Yeah. I've run Ohio one. And in the same way that people go, why am I not getting more downloads? If, if somebody asked why, uh, why don't I have more people at the Northeast Ohio podcasters Meetup?" Because I put this much work into it.
1: Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like,
0: I'm just not right. You know? So, um, Boy, we're getting close here. Let me hit Tom's question here real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In a video podcast, does anyone ever use a teleprompter? I have one in my closet. I think about setting it up all the time. I don't know why I haven't done it. I I think because most of the time my videos are short and I, I usually kind of just do it and then edit out anything that's horrible. But it would probably be, I need to do it. That's one of those where you're like, I don't know, I just need to try it. Because it's pretty cool. You can put your phone. I think it works with your phone or something. And there's a little mirror and Mm -hmm. the whole nine yards. Cause you can spend hundreds of dollars on a, that I think this was like 50 bucks. Um, and you basically put it to where the camera is looking through the glass. And then your phone is here and it, um, reflects into the glass. So you can see the words. So you're looking through the glass at the camera. Uh, I've never done it. I don't know why. That's a great question. Um, yeah. but it still looks like you're reading though. Like that,
1: if you watch the person's eyes, you can see that it still looks like they're reading across. It's I, really hard. You, you can get the same effect by the way. Just take a monitor and put it in portrait. Yeah. Slide it back a little bit. Get a Manfrotto cable. That's uh, there's camera equipment. It's got the, you can clamp it to your desk and run that up right in front of the picture. And so like in this kind of scenario, Dave, I could have that literally between you and me. It's about as close as we're going to get. My camera is actually not far from this, from these pictures to begin with. You can run it that way. You can get, it's kind of the poor man's teleprompter, so to speak. You could do it that way. Get the camera out front. I've seen some plexiglass contraptions that you can hang on your monitor. Then you put the the camera in front of it. I think uh, you got to get, you got to push your monitors back. If you're going to do something like that, you got to push them back a little bit. If where we normally view a monitor, if you got a camera in front of that, it might be a little close.
0: Yeah, I, I, you're right. I know it has something to do with the distance. Like the closer you are, the more I think they can see your eyes doing the whole nine yards. Oh, for sure. And I think that's probably it is there was just going to be a learning curve. And I was like, I'll do that when I have some free time. And well, you know, uh, coach Dave says (laughs) I had a, a teleprompter. I had a hard time getting pace, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's just something that I was like, you know what? I'm okay doing what I do, but. Um I need to try it because I might go, oh man, why haven't I been doing this forever? This made it easier. I just haven't tried it yet. So. I, I just work hard at
1: getting the can the picture because I know I'm looking at you and I'm looking at me, right? Yeah. Where I go back and forth, right? And I just try to get that as close to the camera as possible. So I've got this, you know, I'm on this 34 inch ultra wide, but I've got it scaled way down and the picture's smaller, so it gets it closer to that, to the corner where I have the, the, the camera. And I've thought several times about trying to put it in front of it. And then you're always, this is what you do when you do that. When you put it in front you go, yeah, you're trying to see around it, you know, for whatever reason. Yeah. So I just kind of landed on top of the monitor. It's fine. Yeah, it is. It's fine. If you don't like it, you'll find another podcaster
0: that does it better. That's it. You know, uh, last question, of course, if you're listening to this and you go, Oh, I want to, uh, I wanted to ask something and we ran out of time. Just go out to ask Click on the little microphone at the end. Or if you want to email me your question, uh, just school of podcasting at gmail.com. We'll get it done. Um, so Nuno is asking what to do if you have an episode recorded that the co-host thought it was great, but you as, uh, the other person, um, but you as the person with more knowledge of podcasting feel that it's not good enough. Do you re-record it? Um, that's a good question. I would gauge it with, does it give the audience value that that's it. And if it does put it out, if it doesn't, then, you know, talk with your co um, maybe edit it. You know, it might be a case where you can, uh, come to a, you know, a meeting in the middle by like, Hey, I don't like this part and pull that out, you know, but bottom line have a conversation I think would be the, the key to that. I don't know, Jim, any, any thoughts as we wrap things up here?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Have an honest conversation. Yeah. Just,
0: just say what it is.
1: Hey, this, I I wasn't really comfortable with this. Can we, can we just do it again? Or let's not release it. It's just not, it's not what I wanted to do. Yeah. That's hard. It's hard, especially when the other person's really, really, really excited about it. Yeah. Or maybe have a conversation. Maybe there's some edits you can make to it. Say there's some things, as long as you're not editing every single time the other person talks out of it. Um, you know that maybe there's some maybe it appears some you edits. just
0: cut me out of the episode well that's the part that sucked sorry this is
1: great let's <laughs> this is
0: about me and then i want to hear some you talking about it. <laughs> that's it <laughs> excellent well jim what is coming up on uh, home gadget geeks over at the average
1: guy.tv gavin campbell uh, joins us from home tech.fm. we spend the, almost the whole show talking about uh home assistance it's a home automation uh, package that you can install and using your home to control all these things, lights and plugs and cameras and all that other stuff. We spend a whole show talking about it. It's available here in a little bit out at homegadgetgeeks.com.
0: On the school of podcasting, this is so much fun. I was at a networking thing and I met someone. Are you ready for this, Jim? He disagreed with me. I was like, how What? How dare you, sir? How dare you? He's, uh, he's really into the spray and pray. And he's been interviewed on a gazillion different shows. And so we had just a conversation. I said, "Hey, can I, can I talk? Like, can I record this in the event this is a good conversation?" So we did. And at the end, I'm like, "Hey, anything you wouldn't want, you know, released?" (laughs) And he's like, "No." So it's going to be kind of an editing nightmare because we do go on some tangents. But at the end, I was very happy that I recorded. So it's a lot of tips. It's it's like pet peeves for the interviewee. He's like, you know, things like, I don't know, like when you asked me to show up at 730, it'd be kind of cool if you did the same. He says, there's a lot of people that show up to their own interview late. And I'm like, that's sad. So that will be on the uh, School of Podcasting. So yeah, go to askthepodcastcoach.com slash ask. And eventually there'll be a page there and you can ask your question there. And uh, we'll see you next week with David Hooper. Jim, have fun. And, yeah, uh, we'll be
1: climbing stairs next Saturday. So w- wish me luck and make sure you hit the like button.